Welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm pumped to jump on the mic today with Kathy Thorpe. Kathy is a longtime standing female CEO in Vancouver with a company called Nurse Next Door. She has been there for nearly a decade, and it is no small feat to be at the helm of supporting mostly the next generation that is needing healthcare at home. She speaks about leading with kindness leading with bravery and courage. And most importantly, she speaks about leading with her whole self and her whole heart. I I won't get into the details. I'll let her tell the story. But the spoiler is she has her first book coming out and it was something that scared her. Scared her enough to continue to jump on new podcasts as well as the podcasts that she hosts. And I think these are conversations that are really worth hitting record for. They're worth you taking the time to hear and to listen to because these are the stories from leaders that we want to know more about. I hope you enjoy this one and go check out Kathy's new book. Kathy Thorpe, welcome to Uncorked. I am so grateful to have you on the pod today. And you know, one of my favorite ways to kick these things off is to ask you, how would you introduce yourself to our listeners in 2023? We're on the brink of 2024. Who are you, Kathy? Who am I? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Who am I in 2023? Well, I chose the word dancing at the beginning of the year, and I've been dancing through 2023. And I've, I say yes to everything. I have gone to more concerts in the last year than I have my entire life. And yeah, I'm just having a great time and making sure that I'm dancing my way through 2023. Mm, okay, I want to go two directions here. One is the last yes that you said yes to that just totally set your world on fire. I said yes to going to the U2 concert in Las Vegas at the Sphere. Was it spontaneous or planned? It was spontaneous. Well, it was about, I guess, three weeks planned and it was awesome. Oh, so cool. I love that. Yes. There is something about live music that I feel like brings out, a, oh, it's like, a, it's a different vibration to come together and, and you get to dance. Well, and then my second part to that question is, did something occur? Were you not dancing and therefore 2023 felt like it needed more dancing? Could you share the impetus behind dancing for 2023? Yeah, that's a great question. So I lost my husband to colon cancer two and a half years ago, and my kids lost their father. And so obviously a very difficult thing to go through. I spent one year uh, grieving uh, and really going through the process of, yeah, just missing him, the grieving process. The second year was about stepping out into what version 2.0 was going to be in my life. Um, You know, I refused to think that the best was behind me and I needed to forge something better going forward. And so that was really the second year. And then I met, I put it out to the universe and I met um, a great man last October and yeah, I I fell in love and just, um, it it made me want to dance into 2023 and I, I haven't stopped. Oh, my heart. I have, well, I want to honor that these are the sort of elephants in the room or the unspoken conversations we don't often get to speak about, especially um, executives losing partners. And it can be deemed, you know, a very personal part of your life. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for not putting it on me to ask that elephant question. (laughs) And thank you for sharing that there's love on the other side. That just feels like hope. 
um, in a whole new way for, for so many people. I think COVID kept a lot of us in isolation and that can come in many different forms. And yet you have found love. And uh, I, I heard a quote recently, something to the effect of like, love makes us believe that anything really is possible. And I can't disagree with that one. I know it's um yeah. And, and it's just, it's just life is great. And how do you just take those hard times and, you know, put your one foot in front of the other to get yourself into a different place. And mm. I, yeah, it's, it's all possible. Beautiful. Well, I want to speak to the fact that you are a female CEO and you have been um, for nearly the last decade and what that has meant to you. And then I do want to also go to a place of, you know, you work with an elderly population. You're here to support people that, or maybe it's not all elderly. I should qualify that. Let's first start with, tell me about the journey of being a female CEO and how it has occurred for you. Yeah. You know, I I think it's, it's been a journey. That's for sure. I think back to, you know, I started at the gap coming out of university and just going through the process and journey of, you know, going through various roles and doing it as a female and seeing what you had to go through and realizing that it was definitely different than what men were going through. And and how do you navigate that? And how do you make sure that it doesn't stop you from doing exactly what you want to do in your career? And, you know, fast forward to my time here at Nurse Next Door. And I, I think that that's really it's that journey of being a female and coming into the role of CEO that really built the foundation of who I wanted to be as a leader and and how did I want to create that culture based on what I believe um, is is really being male, being female, but allowing that um, femaleness to come out in how I lead. Hmm. I, I realized that we didn't qualify Nurse Next Door. Can you share for our listeners what is Nurse Next Door and what has that business evolution been? And then we'll come back to your um, leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So Nurse Next Door is a home care company. It is 21 years old and it was started by two men. And they asked me to become the president and CEO almost 10 years ago. And yeah, I I haven't looked back, you know, every day we have incredible stories of how we support people in their homes and really make a difference in their lives. Yeah. I was curious about the population when, when I think of nurse next door, I often think of an older population having care at home. And yet (laughs) I don't want to say do discriminate, but um, is there like an age or can I be a single woman that breaks my leg and needs nurse next door to come as a 40 year old? Yeah, I would say we have all ages using nurse next door. Obviously, okay. it's uh, more focused around seniors as yeah. they require just more care yeah. um, as they as we go through life. Um, but yeah, we have all age groups. Okay, all age groups. And it's a global entity. Is that true? Yeah, it is. So we're across North America. And we've been in Australia just about five years. And we just found partners to start in England and they just started in September. Oh, so cool. That is so, so great. Um, I feel acutely aware of, of generations of an aging generation and also of the younger generation and what does the younger generation want and need and how do they want to work? Um, but simultaneously, how are we caring for a generation that has been here much longer than we have? And so some of that we can support with and some of it we can't, and we need 
we need nurse next door more, more than ever. And the two men that started it were smart and you're even smarter to continue to carry the torch. Yet I want to highlight that you have shared about who you are as a female leader and how that relates to, I mean, I want to say almost like your personal legacy or your leadership legacy and the avenues that you're choosing to share that legacy. Meaning we have a podcast that will link in the show notes. People can have access to you. You have a book coming out. You did, you know, briefly allude to being a female leader and and leading with your femininity. Can you tell me more about your, your leadership style and what that means for you personally? Yeah. You know, I I think throughout my career, I've always been a direct and honest uh, leader. I um, believe deeply that that's when you're in those conversations that you support a person's development and they can do incredible things in their career when they have the opportunity to grow and develop. But it was, it wasn't always perceived as a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was that female t- um, direct, well, I'll say, you know, the word bitch would come up. Right. And, and I think when I started at Nurse Next Door, it's like, how do I, I want, I, I love that part of leadership. Like that's what we need in, in the world. Um, and then it, on the other side, it was like, Kathy, you're, you're kind, you show up in a kind way. And it's like, how do I bring that into this culture? And how do I create a culture in which people are thriving because they're getting that bold, direct feedback? So they're growing and developing. And then on the other side, it's an incredibly kind culture. It's a kind place. We know each other. We, we, we bring our whole selves to work. You know, we're not hiding anything. I'll go back to, you know, this, this hard quarters is what we call it. Every single person here helped me on my journey when Harry was sick. And, you know, we did, we went through it together. And, and it, it's in those moments that you see how you can create this incredible culture where people um, get so much from and, and they thrive and they love coming to work. I, I love this. And I've never heard bitch and kindness as two leadership qualities in the same sentence. So we need to unpack this a little bit more. It's so powerful. How can my boldness and you might call me a bitch also show up in kindness? And I'm, you clearly have nailed it. You clearly have, have been in the work. Can you tell me a little bit more of getting past being, because it feels like when you get past the idea that being bold is being a bitch, it's the sweetest nectar like the kindness is oh there's nothing better than being told the direct truth and I think we can practice it at work and then we can practice it in our personal lives we can practice it with friendship how did you get to that nectar how did you get to kindness that's a great question and I'm like it's so interesting because when I hear that it's true that whole that that bitch piece and you can get so caught up in that and you 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 can lose that strength, or you can say, you know what, how do I, sh- how, how do I make sure that I'm always coming from a place of love and, and kindness? And I, I think you do that when, when you get to know people, mm-hmm. when you get to know that real person, you can, you figure out what makes them t- tick, mm-hmm. you figure out what they like, what they don't like, how they want to receive feedback. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. You get to know the whole person. And then you can have incredible conversations in a kind way. Mm. I'm hitting the pause button on this sweet episode to tell you about something that you might like. 
our newsletter. We call it The Forkboard. It has all things juicy, whether you are looking to keep in touch between episodes or find out more about our coaching, development, or hot new jobs that we're working on. The link is in our show notes. Your inbox is sacred and your time is too. So now let's get back to the episode. I'm curious if you have felt like you have always been able to share your whole self. Have you been like a very open book? Have you been someone that says, you know, I want everyone to know everything about me and my personal life? You know, I I think so. No, I I think I, I, when I learned, you know, you you learn from the leaders that you have when you're younger. And so I showed up the way that I saw them show up and it really starting at nurse next door where I was like, no, I want to, I want to be entirely who I am completely. And I want to show up in the best way and have the best version of me. And, and that's really like it, 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 and it wasn't easy. I, I had to sit in, sit in that thought and those feelings for probably two years to really identify how I really wanted to create the culture and what I wanted it to mean here and yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. Yeah, I, I love that. I appreciate your candor in sharing because um, we have a training program and we created this training program for managers because I'm so obsessed with the idea that we learn from the people that led us before. And the person that has led us before doesn't necessarily want to put their hand up and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done it before. Let's learn together. And yet good or bad habits get then passed down. It's like this generational chain. And here we are in the workplace with, you know, three different generations coming together. And it's a, it's a wild ride. We all want a little bit of what we really want. And there's more of the Venn diagram that's not overlapping. I see right now and it will ebb and flow. And that's what it does. It's just this moment in time is an interesting one. If you don't mind, I'd love to dive into more of who you are, because I think these are the conversations of like, tell us about the human behind the LinkedIn profile, behind the book, because when we get to know humans, to your point, we get to care. We get to care in a whole different way about both you as a human being, about you as an author and a CEO. We get to think, how can Nurse Next Door come to my house, my community? What does this mean? So I'm all in for the human and author is a new title. Tell me about writing your first book, Kathy. And I'm sure it must be a very personal endeavor. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. And I will say that it's incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, beautiful. It's, 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 it's the journey of, okay, Kathy, you know, I've never been one for a lot of attention and putting out a book is probably one of the most (laughs) attention seeking things that you can do. And I'm doing it purposely because I believe that that's how I need to continue to develop so that I can show up as an even better leader and make a difference in, you know, the business community, but it is incredibly uncomfortable and, you know, and yes, it's uncomfortable. And my whole thing has always been, when you do uncomfortable things, beautiful things come out the other side. Mm. And so I believe that, you know, this is absolutely a, the right thing to do, a great thing to do. And I'm uncomfortable with it every single day. 
Oh, beautiful. Okay, let's dive into this because we also are getting to the end of the year when people are reflecting on goals and they're reflecting on goals that they may have achieved that are really big and scary. They haven't achieved. And often writing, and it can, can be a book, it might be starting a website. It could be, you know, writing, expressing yourself, putting your name behind some words, um, often lands on, on folks' goals lists that sometimes don't happen. So can you help us unpack writing a book is uncomfortable. You believe in the North star. How do you dance with the uncomfortable? Is there a team? Are you on a timer? Do you have mini deadlines? Like what was I mean, I know the book is now written. It's just, what was that process of uncomfortable? And the other side, spoiler for people listening, once you write a book, there's this whole thing called putting it out in the world and Kathy's going to be on podcasts and we're going to be, you know, part of the ripple of, of sharing the news of the book. So it's not over yet just because the book has been written. Um, my question is dancing with the uncomfortable and how did you stay in the dance consistently across the finish line? Yeah. So my, my approach to when you're uncomfortable, I, I believe you need to sit in it. Mm. You need to sit in it and stay there and figure out why you're uncomfortable. And that's where the learning truly comes from. So that's the approach that I take. And I, you get to the point where you actually love feeling uncomfortable because you know that you're going to figure something out that you didn't know before. And that's growth. And I love learning and I love developing myself and so those uncomfortable moments, as much as they're hard, are great moments for personal development. So I, I've allowed myself to sit in it. Um, I've had people around me that have encouraged me and helped me in those moments where I didn't want to continue, um, you know, where it's just so uncomfortable. But, you know, together as a team, you figure it out and you make things happen. So cool. Can I ask you personally, outside of work, um, what is another example of something uncomfortable that you have danced with? And can you tell us about the beauty yeah. on the other side? Sure. How about dating in your fifties? Yes. <laughs> Let's start there. It's uh, wow. That was so uncomfortable and yeah, that's so hard and so worth it, but wow. How uncomfortable, how uncomfortable. Okay. How did you do it? Was this an online experience? Were you in real life? No, uh, I met someone, I, I, I met Eric at a party. It was a Halloween party. <laughs> okay. Were you dressed yeah. up? Yeah, I was Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yes, you were. Yeah, he was Tom Cruise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Um, okay, I, I've shared this previously on the podcast. Um, I'm obsessed with recruiting. I'm obsessed with the idea that we can spend our days working with you know, leaders and at companies that we love. And the idea that I get to match make professionally was the reason that I started the Corker Collective 10 years ago. However, what I really, really, really wanted to do before that was start a dating company because I thought the coolest thing would be to help match people together. And then I realized that I wasn't a therapist and there were many different layers to get through. <laughs> I was like, I don't know that I can take on love. The second most important relationship in our lives could be work. So I'll stick to work and not dating. I'm curious about, you know, you obviously dated previously to marry your husband. And, and I'm curious about, you know, the experience the second time, you know, do your standards change? Do your expectations change? Do you hold different values? What was that dance like before you were like, okay, I'm here to invest. 
I've, I've, you know, I have feelings that I've fallen in love with this one. Yeah. Well, I was really conscious going into dating of how did I make sure I was going to be the healthiest version of me? Mm. And so I, you know, I, I had a therapist that I started seeing when Harry was sick and I've continued and will always continue with that relationship because Mm. you get to work on who you are and how are you going to show up as your most healthy self? So I was very conscious with that. And what has actually been really surprising for me is we're still the same, right? Like we're still human beings. I'm a female, he's a male, and you still go through the dance that you went through, you know, in your 20s. And it kind of surprised me that that was still the same. And so it's like, oh, okay. So you have to refresh your brain and take yourself back to those emotions and feelings. And how do you bring that into your 50s? And yeah, then we've got the fact that we're in our 50s and we've gone through life. And so there's going to be all those things that you're going to bring along with it. And yeah. But it's fun. You know, it's fun. You're finding the fun. You're, you're dancing. It's with your fun. I love it. Yeah, it's great. So cool. Um, am I allowed to ask about vision for you, Kathy? What is your vision um, for Nurse Next Door? We, you know, we can keep this as personal or as professional as you'd like, just you have a book coming out. Is there, do you want to go on a world tour? Is this like the first of a few books is, do you look at a runway at nurse next door of how long you could continue to, to lead this way? Yeah. I mean, the vision for nurse next door is just continuing to bring happier aging to the world. You know, when you look at each of the countries we've gone into it, nurse next door brings something that wasn't there. And how do we just continue to do that? It is incredibly rewarding and I love it every single day. You know, the book, I want that book to help us get into different conversations around how we lead people. I want to support the creation of a development program that we're going to have internally here at Nurse Next Door. And we're also going to give it out to the world. And, you know, I, I think one conversation at a time around how we show up as bold, kind leaders is going to make a difference to the business community and ultimately how people feel about coming into work every day. Mm, I love that. I had one piece that we didn't touch on that I'd love to dive back into because it, when I think of vision, I totally think of your role as a mother and the beauty of that legacy and that generation. And I'm curious if you can share in leading companies and like having the professional life that you have had. And then also the personal life, as you shared at the beginning, your children also lost their father. Um, what is it like to, you know, to be a female powerhouse CEO and to also have a title that's called mother? Yeah. Called mom. And, you know, I will say when, you know, the, the journey that I've been on with my kids the last two and a half years of just helping them navigate life without their dad has just created this bond with us that, you know, it's, they're just, they're just wonderful human beings. And I thoroughly enjoy being their mom and having, you know, getting to help them navigate life and just watching them, you know, the strength that they've had to have and, and how that is such, um, it just builds their confidence. So as hard as it's been with what they've gone through coming out the other side of that um they really are strong confident lovely human beings and and that's just it's just fun to be a mom with them Mm. 
It's so cool. I'm, I'm um, not triggered. I mean, triggered in the best way possible. When you speak about happier aging to the world, I think that the more we can do that in our own home family units and, and support this, you know, generational happiness and, and health, gosh, then we get to take that out into the world. And that makes, makes my heart happy. Okay. I'm a dog owner and I'm obsessed with my Bernadoodle. And I'm wondering, this is an off the record question. Is there any correlation to older people's happiness and having a puppy by chance or an animal? Do you notice, or do you know, does that come up at all? You know, that's a great question. And I I just go back to why are there therapy dogs, right? You know, of course, having, having that, you know, that love, that pure unconditional love every time, you know, you come into a room, that's pretty special. And I think anyone who has that, it just adds to their life. Yeah. Adds to your life. I'm going to tell Bernie he's three years old and he's a little bit rambunctious still yet. I am, you know, my father's older. And when my father comes to visit, he thinks he's so special because he thinks Bernie just loves him so much. And I never have the heart to tell him like, dad, Bernie does this with every stranger that walks down the street, but it makes him so happy. And I think that Bernie might just need to like enter, you know, a a different generation and inject his love because it's really special. And, um, and pups can't do it all. So to know that a nurse can show up at your door and support in the ways that, you know, it's caring, it's companionship and it's healthcare and it's healthcare that we need. So Kathy, I have two questions for you. My last, my second to last question is I want to know if there's a question that I didn't ask you that you'd like to answer for us. And I ask only people that are on podcasts or host their own podcasts, because I think you are a wealth of knowledge of ideas, of perspectives. And sometimes I might not have gone in the right direction or asked all of the questions. So is there a question that I didn't ask you that you'd like to answer? My head goes to, I love talking around, you know, who do we hire here at Nurse Next Door? Mm, please, let's go there. Yes. Uh, I unapologetically only work with great people. Mm. And part of working with great people is working with self-led people. Mm. And everyone here is self-led in the sense that they show up as adults and they lead themselves. And when you, when you get to work with people like that, it's very special. And I, it just makes such an incredible culture because you get to have people, you you don't have to be in those other conversations. You get to be in all the great conversations and the great development conversations. So yeah, I love working with self-led people. That is beautiful. I get goosebumps when I hear that. Um, I unapologetically want to work with great people and you have created a team of great people. It's beautiful. Our true last question is um, a token Corker collective favorite. It's one that we check in on the daily with the team. And uh, I want to know what is making your heart beat faster. My kids. Ah, right on. Can you tell us how old they are? Uh, Sophia is 17 and Jackson is 19 and just watching them try to figure out who they're going to be when they grow up and just, you know, just taking on their own strength and desire to want to be doing something great in this world. Mm, Amazing. I love it. 
Well, Kathy, we will make sure there are links below. Like I said, your podcast, Nurse Next Door, if you're hiring, there'll be a link. Um, and most importantly, your book and getting the book out to as many people as possible. Uh, I do also want to share the link to your LinkedIn profile. So for listeners, if you aren't following Kathy, I really enjoy your posts and your perspectives. Um, really your quotes. It's like, Kathy, give me a one-liner and you've got them. So um, here for the links here to follow you uh, offline. And thank you. Thank you for just showing up in the world the way you do and having all of these very, very courageous conversations. It's special and it's unique and I'm grateful. Thank you. And thank you for all that you do. And you know what makes my heart beat faster? The fact that I get to share with you that this podcast is brought to you in partnership with More Good Media. Our friends over at More Good Media are spreading the good word, one conversation, one podcast at a time. So thanks so much for your support. We are so glad to be here in partnership. Oh, hey, before you go, you know, listening to podcasts on this thing called the internet, it's a wild ride. And what would be so helpful on our wild journey is if you would be so kind to jump on and give us a review. Four, maybe even five stars. It really helps. Thanks for joining us.